Welcome to the Strange Catholics Podcast. I'm your host, Phil, joined as always by Terry in Minnesota with me and Bob in Virginia. We are three distinct voices bringing varied perspectives on the church and the world into the conversation. We want you to join in the conversation. You can do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics and leaving a message there. You may also email us at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Please remember to rate this podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening and share with one person. We used to gather around a table at Caribou Coffee. It's a coffee house in Minnesota in the Midwest. But now we gather virtually in hopes that these conversations will be a light for you as they are for us. Now, let us begin this week's conversation. Welcome to the Strange Catholic Show. Thank you again for joining us for this podcast. Remember to share this episode with at least one friend. This week, we'll have Bob's first cup. The Holy Spirit's going to guide our main topic. Terry's going to highlight St. Stephen of Hungary. And for the opening prayer, we'll turn it over to Bob. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, brothers. Thanks for joining us. Let's start in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gracious and loving God, thank you once again for this joyous day, this beautiful day, and now this beautiful evening and night that we have this opportunity to join with you present as you are present with us all all the time. We feel you here tonight to discuss uh, these topics with our brethren. So as we go forward tonight, please just continue to infuse your spirit through us as we discuss topics through the Catholic religious lens. We ask this through your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. And welcome to everyone. Amen. Welcome to you. Okay. And so I will open with a discussion, just a quick rant for First Cup. And all I wanted to really bring up this week is, you know, Last week, I think we talked fear. Is that was it? Last week we talked fear. It was in my first cup. Yes, yeah, so I believe so. Let's yes. Just, yeah, let's just stay on that. We're just in in keeping with this consistency of these things that I'm seeing in society. Um, there's two things that I want to point out this week that just have just kind of you know made me sad and just make me feel like we're going in the wrong direction and where we need to turn towards God and really get, you know, really be asking God for much more than we have been um, in the last few months or years. One is obviously vaccines and the, now we're coming out with um, Delta variant or Delta plus or these types of issues that are out there and people getting sick and the, those are vaccinated, putting masks back on and the politics in that and this group of people that's saying they don't want to be vaccinated. And it's not the fact that they don't. It's the political issues. It's the us versus them on both sides of that equation. And it's just more of this divisive, you know, type of type of rhetoric that that is just eating away. And it's it's almost like it's a Satan laden attempt to try to divide us, right? We are people of God, but let's be divided, that type of thing. The other thing, and I think maybe you guys 
saw this. Some of the activities happen in the Olmstead County Fair, which is in Rochester, Minnesota. And these types of things that have continued to happen, uh, there were a lot of issues at the fair with feral youth causing problems. And, and there's just all this laundry list of comments from the law enforcement folks, the Olmstead County Sheriff's Department, that these young people would just in the presence of the police just do destructive things and laugh in their face and, and just just this just this absolute lack of respect for authority. Okay. And in many ways we see that now with the way our culture's going. It's almost like a lack of respect for even God in this respect and this type of thing. So I'm just totally concerned about this. I know it's just a phase we're going through, but if we don't unite as one people in Christ, I, I just, it, it's going to be just much more difficult to get through these things. So I'll open it up for additional comments from you guys. I was not aware of whatever happened in Olmstead County, but is it possibly because they fear or they, they do not think that there is a consequence for their actions? So they think they can just do whatever they want and it doesn't matter. Well, it, you know, it, it, I think it's more of a symptom of the time we're in now. We used to think if we looked at it on a political spectrum, there were groups of what we would say, the folks that are woke and, you know, entitled. And they were much more of a maybe from a liberal class of entitled young people who think that maybe they don't have to work and the government will take care of them or that authority is wrong, right? And the police are bad mm -hmm. or all these other things. Right. Okay, but we're seeing it on both sides. That's an, that could be an example of that side. The example of it's been much more on the extreme right-wing side. It's the, you can't tell me to get vaccinated and I'm going to do whatever I want and I don't care about other people and all this other stuff. So I, it, it, it seems like we're continuing to drive a wedge in 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 all this stuff it, it the breakdown of civil society is not christian i will hear i will say this right now our country was founded on judeo-christian principles that includes our laws and this in the civil part of society it yep. is true it is operated by humans just like the church is we're all and we're all subject to sin and fail because we are not perfect Right. And those things are going to happen and mm -hmm. we're going to do bad things. We're going to break the law. We're going to be greedy. We're going to do all these things. And it's well, 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 priest... okay. none of us have ever broken the law for the record. <laughs> okay. Well, what, well you know, hold I'm... up, hold up a second. Some of us. Speed. I, you I, speed. I, I, yeah. right. Yes. See? Yes. There you go. I, I may on occasion. Uh exceed the step on it a, step right. on it a little heavier so there so there we could say technically under the letter of the law we're breaking the law right right i was being funny right <laughs> well i i and i and i get it I, i'm just saying that when we have a breakdown of civil society okay we understand that our government's not perfect but it's the best government, governmental structure on the face of the earth, which allows for the 
freedom for everyone. Okay. And I, I just, when we start to have these breakdowns of, of, of civil society, it, it leads to anarchy. And, and it's just, it just, we just continue to seem to spiral that way. When you think we got it back on track, it just seems like there are other indicators that we're continuing to spiral in the in the, in the wrong direction. And what what you're afraid of that one or two things is going to happen someday. It's either going to become you're going to just break up and it's going to be an anarchy and there'll be new countries created within the larger United States, or we'll say we need something more totalitarian to keep everybody in line, which is totally anti-Christian. So um, I know it's just a phase. I still have hope and pray for, for all of us, but you know, this is still an experiment. So, and, and, the, and the less we keep God involved in this, the less we pray about it, the less that we look to God for those that, wonderful guidance that we need to do the right thing you know the more trouble we're in oh yeah i agree with you i totally agree with you bob absolutely no go ahead phil the one key thing that that you said in your closing uh statement there bob was hope we got to have hope we lose hope we we've lost it all hope is the main key hope in god hope that there is a, a better day and a better way and a more united way for all of us as a Christian people, as a Christian nation, to come together and to be united instead of divided and to stop and listen to one another instead of constantly, you know, shouting. Uh, we've got uh, the Feast of the Assumption of Mary coming up here. Uh, very shortly. And one of the things that, you know, I, I'm talking about, you know, in my homily is how Mary listened to God and was and said yes to the invitation to, you know, be that vessel of life to the Savior of the world. If we just stop and we and we listen to one another and respect, have that respect. I don't, my opinion, purely my opinion, not based on any data at all, just an observation. I think that we as a country have lost that respect for one another. So a lot of random thoughts there. Yeah, I think, uh, Bob, when you uh, keyed in on the necessity for having God as our center, and we've talked about this how many times, but when you know when you're just focused in on yourself, then there isn't when you're only thinking of yourself and no longer contemplating the transcendent, our Creator and God. Then you know th those consequences, right? Like what I t mentioned at the beginning, um, those kinds of things just deteriorate because they don't really matter. You know what I mean? If if someone's really you know, an atheist or leaning that way where they're more agnostic or maybe even atheist, you know, what does it matter? Because what happens when they die, they just go away. They don't have that 
belief in eternal life. And when you don't have that belief in eternal life, the, the things you do here on earth, they don't matter because they don't have a consequence because this is it. This is your one run to fun, right? I think this was pro this was definitely pre-show when we were talking about something, but you know, what do we do as Catholics? Well, we need to be sharing this love that we have received with others, both in that hopeful message that Terry talked about, but also in you know, giving our own love, especially if we can be active with a youth group or with young adults and just sharing the love that we've been given. Because when we share that love, it's contagious, right? Then people see what we have and they want it as well. And even if they have a little glimmer, they want a little more because they realize the great gifts we've been given. So, you know, I think that's a call again to service to go out and, and spread that message as we're all called to do when we're dismissed from mass. It's not because, you know, thanks be to God because mass is done. It's because now we get to go out and share that gospel message. We get to share that good news of Jesus Christ and his church. So obviously we have a lot of work to do in our country and in the world, right? But, you know, we persevere. Uh, we don't lose hope because our hope is in Jesus Christ and he's already won the battle. The days may get darker, but we know our hope and our light is in Jesus Christ. Okay, well said. That's all I have for the first cup. Now on to the main topic. Yeah, main topic stuff. Uh, so Terry did mention that the Feast of the Assumption is coming up. It's August 15th. Uh, I believe last year we highlighted one of my favorite saints, St. Maximilian Kolbe, his feast day is August 14th. So if you happen to get to a Saturday morning mass next Saturday, uh, they likely will be honoring St. Maximilian Kolbe, one of my favorites. I'm fairly confident we did highlight him. Anyways, so we did. We did. See, I thought so. August 15th is the Feast of the Assumption. And in God's providence, it happens to be on a Sunday. So lots of people will get to celebrate this great feast. You might ask, why do we have a feast of Mary's assumption? Or they might even confuse the ascension of Jesus Christ. That's Jesus Christ ascending by his own power and the assumption of Mary thinking she's doing the same thing. Rather, Christ goes up on, in his own power, but Mary is brought up by the power of God. So distinction here. Mary's not God. We honor her. Again, we've talked about this many times, but she's not God, so she can't just go up to heaven herself. What's really beautiful is Mary is the first of all the disciples, and we get to see what the gift that we receive at the end, right? When Jesus comes again, when there is the resurrection of the body, we will be united body and soul, no matter where we are, still here, church militant, or the church triumphant, right? Maybe even the church suffering, but no matter where we are, we will be united, body and soul, perfected, whatever that means. We don't exactly know. Uh, we know Jesus was able to do some pretty miraculous things with his perfected body, but uh, so it'll be a glorious thing. So we get we get this glimpse. That's That's the church celebrates the assumption, not because uh, we just have to have another feast day for Mary. No, it's because Mary is pointing us to what that promise is that Christ already gave us, that we will be united body and soul with 
him in heaven. So if we die tomorrow, our soul will be in heaven. But then when Christ comes again on that last judgment, then we are reunited body and soul. And Mary is as the first disciple. She's also the first example for what will happen for all of us that are blessed to get to heaven. So I don't know what Terry was talking about listening. We'll get to that. But the reason why we have these great feasts is to point us to our own path of discipleship, right? Where are we at in our path of discipleship? How are we growing ever closer to our Lord, his church, and our blessed mother? How are we maybe waning? Maybe in the summer months, I was chatting with some other people and they were like, oh, my faith gets stronger in the summer. And I was like, I feel like I get busier in the summer and it can be harder to focus on prayer. That's me personally. Maybe I'm the only one. But, you know, just staying focused. I think it's easier, you know, during those, you know, quote unquote school year times to be more focused in my prayer, to be more, you know, regulated in my regimen. It just seems like summer gets maybe a little loosey goosey or whatever. But we have this great gift. Um, the Eastern Rite Catholics also, they have this beautiful feast as well for the Dormition of Mary. I don't believe that's on the same day as ours. Actually, I'm fairly confident it is not, um, but it's the same principle. And the re- why is this important to us? What do we learn from this? We learn this path that's laid before us by God. He's called us all to be disciples, right? All of us that are baptized, all of us especially have been confirmed. We have all of the gifts we need to go out and spread the gospel message and build up his church here on earth. And when one member of the of the of the body of Christ is injured, all of the member is injured. When one is lifted up, all are lifted up. And Christ says that when one sinner repents, all of heaven rejoices. So he always is calling us back to him, trying to pull us ever closer to him. And Mary is that great example of, as Terry said, that yes. Being always, if we can say yes to God more than we say yes to ourselves, that is the path to sainthood, which is what we've all been called and created to be, is to be a saint with God forever in heaven and as saintly as we can be on earth, right? That was maybe too long on the assumption, but so on August 15th, when you go to Mass, likely you'll get to hear some extra Marian hymns. We'll find out from Terry what he's talking about with listening. I'm very curious how how he's going to bring that in. But just, you know, be aware of what's happening, why this is important, and how we can see our own model before us in our Blessed Mother, her being assumed, our resurrection, all of our loved ones that have died, that we pray are in heaven, that they be reunited, body and soul. Terry? Oh, thank you, Phil. And, you know, to kind of backtrack a little bit, you are not the only one whose prayer gets a little loosey-goosey and schedules get a little bit weirder or less structured. Maybe that's probably the proper yes. term to... It's to, a better way. <laughs> um, summertime is that time where, you know, uh, schedules aren't as regimented as they are from September to May, possibly even early June, depending upon uh, when your school district starts up. Right. Um, so to kind of go into what, where my, uh, where I'm going to be talking about, um, in my preaching, 
at uh, Sacred Heart for the Feast of the Assumption. Uh, by the way, my one year anniversary of my ordination. Uh, so kind of very honored that I've already uh, already been a deacon for one full year. Uh, but really uh, talking about listening and how how do we listen? When was the last time that we listened to one another, let alone to God? And really kind of delving into, you know, what listening is, but then Mary, listening to the invitation of the angel Gabriel and Gabriel coming forth and saying, you have found favor with God and we want you Mary, to be the mother of this savior of the world. And she says, how can I do this? How can I possibly do this? The exact words in the Bible are, for I do not know man. Mary opening herself up to listening to God and to that invitation of the angel Gabriel and saying, yes, God, let it be done unto me for I am a handmaiden of the Lord. Changed all of our lives, because had Jesus not come, where would we be now? It changed all of salvation history with Mary simply opening herself up. And then uh, the other part of that, uh, that I'll be broaching is Mary listening to the greeting of, of Elizabeth, which we get in the Hail Mary prayer, every time we pray it, Hail Mary, full of grace. And Mary recognizing Elizabeth's greeting and saying to herself that beautiful prayer that we call the Magnificat now, um, you know, and it wasn't about her. It was, you know, even though she say, I'm blessed for generations, it's because God has given her that, very spirit, that life of Jesus within her and growing within her. And she is listening to God. So that's kind of a little bit about very brief synopsis of what I'm going to be talking about. But basically, you know, our being able to listen to God, and it kind of goes back to Bob's first cup, you know, us listening to God and and saying and God saying, hey, you know, folks, you're really getting off track here. This is not what I intended for you, for your life, for how you are to live your life. I want you to listen to me and being open to that invitation. Now, God may not be calling each and every one of us to be the vessel of life to the Savior of the world, but if we just listen to God's invitation, what beautiful things could happen in our lives? One thing about the Magnificat that I really thought was beautiful uh, is that, you know, M Mary is, she's showing who, right? So we say, he has mercy on those who fear him. He has shown, um, shown the, the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud. He has cast down and has lifted up. He has filled the hungry. He has come to the help of his servant Israel. You know, she's she's not saying, look at me, look at me. No, instead, she's, again, that lowly servant, as you said. But I just wanted to point that out before we cut over to Bob. Sure, absolutely. And uh, there's a great reflection um, 
and maybe Phil, if you can uh, dig it up from Father John Foley, who is a composer and a scholar at St. Louis University, really talking about at uh, the end of his reflections, uh, reflection, you know, the Feast of the Assumption really salutes the trust and the openness of Mary. At the end, she had been at one with God all of her life, even in the searing passion and death of her son. So just a brief clip. Sorry, I'm talking way too much, Bob. I don't really have anything to add. You guys said it all. So let's let's take a short break and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. It's time for Saint Spotlight. Terry, take it away. Oh, thanks, Bob. So this week, our Saint Spotlight shines on the infamous Saint Stephen of Hungary, also known as Saint Stephen the Great. His feast day is August the 16th. He is the patron saint of bricklayers, kings, masons, stonemasons, stonecutters, and against the death of children. And of course, because uh, he is from Hungary, he is the patron saint of the country of Hungary. Today, we are spotlighting the monarch who led his country to embrace the Christian faith during the 11th century. Before the future saint's birth, his mother, the Duchess Sorolt, is said to have received a vision in which the original Saint Stephen, the church's first martyr, appeared, telling her that she would bear a son who would evangelize their land. Saint Stephen's year of birth can only be guessed as ancient chronicles give conflicting dates. Many different sources guesstimate the year of his birth around 975 AD. His father was of that generation of rough pagans who had to confront the new vibrant force of Catholicism, which challenged the old ways of paganism and its local gods who satisfied local needs. Stephen was a member of the Arpad dynasty and son of the supreme Magar chieftain, whose name was Giza. He was baptized together with his father by Archbishop St. Adalbert of Prague in 985 AD, on which occasion he changed his name from Valk into Stephen. At the age of 20, he married Gisela, sister to the Duke Henry of Bavaria, the future emperor, St. Henry II and in 997 seceded to the throne of Hungary. Stephen had to fight for the throne against his relative Kapani, who was supported by large numbers of pagan warriors. He defeated his cousin with the assistance of foreign kings and native lords. He was crowned king on the 25th of December in the year 1000 or January 1st, 1001, depending upon which source you consult. But he was, he was crowned with a crown that was sent to Hungary by Pope Sylvester II. King Stephen took his duties as a Catholic king with the utmost seriousness. He founded an enormous Benedictine monastery, numerous dioceses, and mandated one tax-supported parish with a priest for every 10 towns. He built a shrine to the Virgin Mary, 
which became the sacred forum for the coronations and burials of the kings of Hungary. He aggressively punished those who practiced the outlawed pagan customs of yesteryear and prohibited marriages between pagans and Christians. Interestingly, he required that all of his subjects be married except for the priests and the religious. Greatly devoted to the Virgin Mary, St. Stephen had several churches built in her honor in both Hungary and outside of his kingdom. Her intercession is credited with preventing a war between Hungary and the Holy Roman Empire under Conrad II. The Hungarian king also established a monastery in Jerusalem and set up institutions to aid pilgrims in other major cities. Stephen counted on the saints as his close and personal friends and correspondents and fulfilled the Pope's charge to use his royal authority for the good of the church. The last years of his life were embittered by sickness and family troubles. When on the 2nd of September in 1031, his only son, St. Emmerich, lost his life on a boar hunt. His cherished hope of transferring the reins of government into the hands of a pious Christian prince were shattered. During his lifetime, a quarrel arose among various nephews concerning the right of succession, and some of them even took part in a conspiracy against Stephen's life. In 1038, on the Feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Stephen delivered his final words to the leaders of the church and state, telling them to protect and spread the Catholic faith. To the Virgin Mary, the king directed one of his final prayers. To thee, O Queen of Heaven, and to thy guardianship, I commend the Holy Church, all the bishops and the clergy, the whole kingdom, its rulers and inhabitants. But before all, I commend my soul to thy care. St. Stephen of Hungary died on August 15th in 1038. He was buried alongside his son Emmerich, and the two were canonized together in 1083 by Pope Gregory VII. St. Stephen of Hungary, pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for cool point about St. Stephen and his feast day is that I happen to also be closing on a very large brick house on August 16th, so I'll definitely be asking for his intercession. Thank you for that information, Terry. Hey, always glad to uh, provide great information on our incredible men and women who are saints. Well, it was, a, was it bricklayers, did you say? Is that what you said again? Bricklayers, masons, and stonemasons. And and preventing the death of children? Was that one of, what was the against? Yeah, he is the patron against saint the against of, the death of children. As opposed to other saints that might be in favor of it. I just see it seems a little interesting, doesn't it, though? But I'm sure there's a, there's a backstory to it. 
I'm sure I'm sure that there is. I just did not uncover that in my research. No, so no, I invite I'm not, the I'm listeners not. to do their own. Yeah, we always got to do some. I mean, mm-hmm. there's quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of information uh, all over the web and other places on that type of stuff. So thanks for all that. You're welcome. Bob. Okay, sure. All right, so uh, now it's time for everyone to. Uh, rate us we ask you to rate us please rate us five you know five would be what mary would want i think i mean we you know i I feel strongly in my heart that mary would be okay with five so please go on your podcast platform and rate us and it allows for other listeners to find the show whether it's apple podcast or uh, spotify or stitcher or wherever you go please leave us a comment as well please leave us a prayer request because we're here to pray for you with you and 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 about you and your and your friends and family so please do that please also leave us a comment tell us what you think or if you have any show suggestions Uh, there's probably a better place that you can leave us a comment and phil will tell you what that is right now StrangeCatholicsPod at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash strangecatholics. The link is in the description for both. Please go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We need, I don't know, 900 plus more subscribers before we can have a custom URL. So we need everyone and their friends and family and strangers to go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. A link is in the description. Okay, time for closing prayer. and. Phil is doing that. Go ahead. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you to help open our hearts to listen to you. Help us to hear you speaking, both through others, but especially in that quiet prayer, that silent prayer, that quiet time we spend with you. We pray for the protection of life from conception till natural death. We pray for all new babies. We pray for all those that are pregnant, those that are about to give birth. That you protect the mothers and the babies. Keep them all safe, Lord. Pray for all those that are married, all those that are discerning marriage, those that may be struggling in their marriage that they may all draw from that well of grace that you offer in this great sacrament. Pray for our Holy Father, for our leaders of our country and around the world, that they all help each other and all of the members that they lead to listen to the heart of Christ. Pray for all those that are sick, all those that need healing. All healthcare workers, you give them the strength to persevere. Almighty Father, grant that St. Stephen of Hungary, who fostered the growth of your church on earth, may continue to be our powerful helper in heaven. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. 
look forward to talking with you next week. And until then, love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Strange Catholics. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and it helps you dive into a deeper reflection and union with our Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to leave some feedback, please go to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics to leave a voice message, or you may also send us an email at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Links will be in the description. Please share this podcast and this episode with at least one person. This will help get the word out and get more people to join into the conversation. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to us. This really helps the podcast get traction and help even more people discover the peace, love, and mercy that our Lord offers and is longing to offer each and every one of us. Thank you again for listening. Have a glorious day. And may God bless you.